I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. A strong physical ready state. To excel in any area in life, this is a non-negotiable. You want to have a platform of health, consistent energy, optimal cognitive function, improved capacity to meet additional demands when they happen, other stressors, even things like pandemics. To establish this, you need to invest in yourself. You need to adopt some simple habits and strategies. But there is a path that we like to utilize here at Purple Patch to supercharge the results of these strategies and gain measurable improvements. We leverage Inside Tracker. By assessing your biometrics and combining it with peer-reviewed research and recommendations from the team Inside Tracker, you can work on improving your health parameters, reducing stress levels and the accumulation of too much stress, build your ability to focus, function, and the ability to show up across all arenas in life firing on all cylinders. It's incredibly simple, but it's powerful. And it's now easier than ever to build an action plan from the insights and results. If you head to insidetracker.com slash purplepatch and use the code purplepatchpro20, that's purplepatchpro20, you get 20% off everything at the store. Now, of course, we are also happy to help support you with a coaching consultation to enable you to filter your focus and establish the three, four, five, no more than seven habits that are going to deliver your best returns for health, life, life and of course sports performance. All you need to do to set up that consultation and accompaniment with the Inside Tracker results is email us info at purplepatchfitness.com. Either way, now is the perfect time for you to set your baseline and develop your action plan. InsideTracker.com slash purplepatch, purplepatchpro20 or 20 to get 20% off everything at the store. Kickstart your performance journey with focus and measurable results. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. Today, we've got a goodie. But just before we get into this, I want to deliver a little note for you. Because we've always talked about at Purple Patch, evolve or die. That's one of our mantras. Well, we're taking steps to evolve this show a little bit. Over the coming months, you're going to get to enjoy two different types of shows. Now, we don't intend to run away from triathlon or endurance sports. That's our DNA, and we will continue with many sports-focused shows. But we're going to add some shows that are going to be specifically designated to what we might call Purple Patch Leadership and Life Performance. So not just trying to get faster, but really what we've been doing over the last 15 years by taking on a sporting journey, applying the lessons, principles and habits so that you can amplify how you show up as your best version of self, whether you're an executive, whether you're a mum, whatever arena you're hoping to thrive in. Now, these shows, we're going to explicitly focus on performance for folks that are just looking to improve health, life and performance in the workplace. So this might be employees, executives, parents, folks interested in investing in their future self to live better for longer. And so to reduce the confusion, what we thought we'd do is designate the show so that it can help you find the education and the insights that are most relevant to you. And we'll kick this off today. 
This is going to be our first episode of this sort. So it's a little bit straying now into life work performance. And we're going to get pretty darn corporate today. And so I hope you enjoy it. Kick it off. Here comes the Purple Patch Podcast. Yes, folks, welcome back. And yes, indeed, as I just told you, we're going to be talking about performance today. And that's unsurprising because this podcast is focused on just that, performance. But our focus today is going to be mostly in your ability to perform in the workplace and broader life. In any arena, if you are chasing high sustained performance, you want to show up firing on all cylinders. It's so important that you establish a robust physical ready state. Whether you're a world-class athlete, a time-starved amateur, a parent trying to show up the best version of themselves for your partner and of course for your kids, an executive seeking optimal leadership and the ability to meet the crazy demands of your role, or even a team, a leadership team in any organization that is eager to drive the outcomes of a business. If every participant shows up with a great platform of health, optimal cognitive function, stable energy, firing on all cylinders, it's going to drive towards your best outcomes. Now, if we add to this, this little baseline of great physical ready state, a set of practices and strategies that facilitate effectiveness, what I might label a high performance mindset, then we can anticipate outsized exponential results, both individually and across teams. Now, we know this because of peer-reviewed research that tells us that. But equal to that, I and the rest of the Purple Patch team have observed this through the trenches, helping individuals and teams improve their outcomes and performance for now more than 15 years. But quite recently, we thought it might be interesting and a good idea to validate those observations. And so what we did is we asked 50 leading C-level executives for their perceptions around the topic. And the results were, well, interesting, insightful, validating. So what I thought I would do today is share those results, but also join the dots and dig into some of my conclusions from the observations. Now, as we dive into this, I think it's important to realize you don't need to be a world-class athlete. And you certainly don't need to be a C-suite executive to apply the lessons that we get to today to your own performance journey, no matter what you care about. The key is that we're looking to improve. And by the end of today's show, I think that you're going to feel energized, inspired, and probably ready to prioritize fitness and performance habits into your own journey. If you care about performance, showing up, results, if you have a desire, a will to win, I'm gonna tell you today, you're gonna need a strong platform of physical ready state. And so we did the performance survey. And today we're gonna dig into the results and the insights. It is all in today's show. But first, folks, let's do Matt's Newsings. Yes, indeed, Matt's Newsings, and two quick things. Firstly, 
a lot of what we talk about in today's show actually is summarized and we dig into more depth in a white paper that we've produced. And so if you listen to today's show and you're interested, drop us an email, info at purplepatchfitness.com, and we are going to send you a white paper. Now, you can also get to it direct. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, but you can head to the website, go and find the white paper, and we will be sure to send it to you. It's packed full of interesting insights and the story behind the summary. And so if you're interested in that, feel free. It's free, no strings attached, but it might be interesting, particularly if you're the leader of an organization. Second thing I want to talk about, let's talk about investing in your best self, whether that's athletically, in broader life. We have got five spots, folks, five spots that are available for the 2024 season, and we are open for business right now. Our team of coaches, and it's a small team because we care about quality, we want to work as a team, but our team of coaches deliver more than a set of workouts or a training plan. In fact, by becoming a Purple Patch athlete under the one-to-one coaching banner, you're partnering with us, and that partnership is going to drive your performance forward. Every component of the program is tailored-made exactly for you. You work with your coach and the entire Purple Patch team to ensure that you are improving across movement, that's your endurance training, strength, habits in nutrition, recovery, sleep, and developing and educating the learnable skills around great effectiveness, building that high performance mindset. And that becomes really important because you can apply those strategies across any arena in life. And so if you're seeking a great partnership, a highly tailored and customized program and approach to you in partnership with a Purple Patch coach, and then reach out for a chat. It's free, it's complimentary. We're not a fit for everyone, we realize that, but those that do get involved, well, they usually stick around. We're pretty bold and brash about our ability to deliver performance for you. Info at purplepatchfitness.com. Let them know you're interested in coaching. We'll set up a complimentary call and at least try and set you off in the right direction. And folks, before you think about, oh, I'll push it to the holidays, now is the right time, before the holidays. And I promise you, there will be no space by the time you hit January. And so, Drive it in. It's just going to get busy. Let's lock it in. And with that, oh, I'm ready. It's my favorite. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the meat and potatoes. Yes, it is the meat and potatoes. Now, what I want us to do is I want us to feel something. I want you to experience something. What we're going to be talking about today. Let's start with this. And you can close your eyes, although if you're driving while you listen, please don't do that. But let's do this. I want you to think of a time when you were just overwhelmed, fatigued, overstretched. Perhaps it was just because of too many competing demands from work and maybe family. Or it's an accumulation of too many nights in a row of poor sleep. Or too much travel for work, even a hangover. Whatever the root cause, I want you to think back about how you felt there. Systemic tiredness. These feelings that you're feeling right now are hardly setting you up for great productivity. That doesn't smell of performance. But I don't want to be negative here. So let's switch gears a little bit. 
Now what I want you to do is I want you to think about that time where you were last in the zone, as you might say. A great period of high productivity where you couldn't put a foot wrong. You're in a state of flow. Everything fell into place. Any meetings you're in, you're highly engaged. You are energetic. You are highly productive. This is it. Bottle it. This is what I am, a high-performance machine. You know what that is. And in the States, you might refer to that as being on a great streak or in the zone. But in England, we call that a purple patch. Now, we all know that feeling. But most of us stumble into periods like that or purple patches through random events. We just rely on luck. The purple patch methodology is designed to deliver more purple patches in a predictable and consistent manner. That's really what we try and do. Whether you're an executive, a great athlete, it doesn't matter what your arena of life is. Our goal is to deliver you into persistent and predictable purple patches. Now, the methodology emerged from my desire to ensure that the purple patch professional triathletes could build world-class performance on a platform of health. But from the long history of great results with our pros, we utilize the same methodology to support time-starved athletes, folks trying to show up the best version of themselves across life, C-suite executives, and even now leadership teams that are looking to drive business outcomes for their organizations. And so today, we're going to dive into two performance-minded topics. The first is how a collection of C-suite executives that we surveyed viewed their impact of prioritizing personal well-being in their capacity to consistently perform as leaders. So what is the role of prioritizing fitness and health when it comes to them being a great leader? Secondly, we're also going to investigate how these same C-suite executives view the role of team when it comes to high performance in the workplace. Really interesting topics. Now, all of the insights and the lessons are directly drawn from the responses that we had with 50 leading executives who participated in a recent Purple Patch performance focus survey. And we conducted the, the survey on exactly these two topics. And what has emerged out of here are some really, really interesting insights. So let's dig in and let's first talk about the methodology. So before we just dig into the results of the survey built around individual and team performance, let's first take a step back to really put some context and help you understand why we wanted to actually start and and go through the survey in the first place. And I think the safest or smartest place to start is probably the methodology. Okay, so I want to frame this with the alignment of what we mean by adopting the purple patch methodology and having a focus on personal well-being because a lot of people can hear that and maybe draw different conclusions out of it. So let me dig in and let's first say that in any arena, for a methodology to be effective, it's very important that that methodology must be clear, must be understandable and actionable. Now, the purple patch methodology is, while it is based in a whole bunch of science and deep complexity, it's very, very simple. 
whether you're chasing world-class athletic performance or the ability to show up firing on all cylinders in the workplace, it's important to have a cohesive approach to four main pillars, as we call them. The first is what we label endurance training. Now, put another way, if you're not thinking about athletics, that is moving the body daily in a structured manner. It's very simple, okay? We all need to circulate the blood at an elevated rate, hence we start to sweat a little bit. That is movement. So the first pillar is movement or endurance. The second is integrated strength training. Now that's not about going to Gold's Gym, that is functional living amplified through resistance training. We are all designed to lift heavy things, whatever that means for us at that time. So those are the first two pillars. The third is very simple habits under the banner of nutrition, and that includes eating habits, maybe fueling your workouts, and daily hydration. Very, very simple. And then finally, the fourth pillar is an ongoing prioritization of rejuvenation and sleep, and that's what we labeled the recovery pillar. Okay, so endurance, strength, nutrition, recovery. Those are the purple patch pillars of performance adaptable for any arena wherever you're chasing performance. The outcome of when you successfully adopt these, prioritize them, integrate them into your life, is that you show up ready to do whatever you're looking to chase performance in with a great platform of physical ready state. Really important. Okay, now consider this, no matter what your goals are, you will perform better if you have a foundation of great physical ready state. What do I mean by that? Well, in the workplace, the way that this concept translates is you're going to have really stable, higher levels of energy. You're going to have an improved ability to focus. You've got optimal function. So things like information processing, long and short term memory, decision making are going to be crisper, more effective you're gonna be able to lower your systemic baseline stress levels, and you're gonna have improved physical resiliency, and that includes a stronger immune system. What's not to like about that? But there's another important part of the Purple Patch methodology that we really should discuss, and that is the set of practices and habits that facilitate the optimal application of that methodology. We call that a high performance mindset. In athletics, I often call it the athlete's mindset or the athletic mindset. But when we come broader level, I'm gonna label it the high performance mindset. Now there are a set of practices and habits over the last 15 years that I've consistently observed the highest level performers in sport and boardrooms consistently shared. And these practices, traits, habits ensured the greatest effectiveness possible. The optimal application of the methodology into meaningful results. What are these? Well, we won't spend today digging into the finer details, but I am gonna just rattle off a few of them. Number one, driven by purpose and an absolute passion for the journey over strict outcomes. Number two, a consistent quest to try and reduce complex situations and challenges into simple and actionable components. The very best performers that I've worked with love repeatable habits that are simple to action. 
Number three, a high degree of coachability. This is an incredibly consistent theme. Think about the very best athlete in any sport, the market-making C-level executives that we read about in magazines. The theme is the better the athlete, the more coachable they are. The higher that folks tend to rise in organizations, the more likelihood is that they reach out to external help and support. Coachability is important. And really married with that is a never-ending thirst for learning and growth. You might have heard this called the growth mindset, and that's very much the case. But it's absolutely undeniable. This quest for learning, self-improvement goes along with that. The final thing, components that I'll highlight here, what I call big picture thinking or T-shaped thinking. Very, very good at dialing in details, but also inept at coming up, pausing, and seeing the big picture. And ultimately, perhaps the most important in many ways, developing a really positive relationship with the discomfort of stress and the inevitable struggles and setbacks, even failures that are gonna occur along a performance journey. In other words, they're adaptable, they've got great resilience, and they're able to course correct no matter what is thrown at them. You put this together, and all of those are learnable, by the way. We can teach these skills, but when you build those traits out and you apply a smart methodology, it drives that methodology to greater success and it leads to outcomes. So when we put those together, you have a platform of great physical ready state with practices and habits that help you become effective that drive sustained high performance and that's what we're after. Now our observations have seen this across populations for more than 15 years of support, education and coaching. Now in each performance area there is an oil tanker's worth of peer-reviewed research that supports the observations I talk about here. It's unequivocal that to show up for a better physical ready state that it is critical that you embrace these habits. But there's equal amount of peer-reviewed research that shows the colossal performance and health cost from ignoring these principles. But we decided that we want to validate our observations. We wanted to put a real-world spin on the copious amount of peer-reviewed research as well as our own observations from coaching. And so we decided to do a survey. And not just any survey, we scraped our Rolodex and we asked 50 leading C-suite executives for their own experiences and perspectives around performance. Now a note, when we talk about this, I think it's important that as we dig into the results, the intention of our survey is not peer-reviewed research. This isn't an empirical study that we built out here. And in fact, it's important for me to highlight as we go through this, that the results of this survey have a very heavy and obvious bias. So let's call out the elephant in the room. The majority of the participants of this survey already embrace fitness and performance habits. So in some way, they're engaged with the methodology that we're studying. And we're going to ask them about it, but they are already sort of forming a part of the, the converted, if you want to call it that. But ultimately, despite this obvious bias, it doesn't dilute the impact and the results that we really hope to validate from our observations. Because we just thought, look, what better way 
than to ask the actual folk who have utilised this methodology while also at the same time under the highest work demands possible in their roles that they take on in the workplace. So let's dig in and first let's peel back the, uh, the curtain a little bit on who actually were the participants. So who did we ask? Let's first talk about the demographics here because this is a pretty unique and special crew here. First highlight, 80% of them were founders or in the C-suite. So these are very high level executives. And more than two thirds of the participants were leading organizations that had a market cap of over a billion dollars. So these are real companies, okay? Then t in the tendency overall was more than 80% of their company's focus was a long-term growth. So they tended to be more mature businesses that were less inclined to look at the more reactive aspects such as stock price and were more about building long-term growth and profit. As an age breakdown, well, it sort of parlayed right into typical purple patch athlete demographics. 50% of them were ages 45 to 59. A third of them were over 60. And about a third of them were under 44. So there's a nice spread there. Uh, a highlight, 75%, and I think this is important, 75% of the survey respondents fell into an age category where we see physiological or cognitive declines can become major barriers to high performance, not just in the workplace, but in life. And I want you to consider that because we're starting to march on as you hit 45, you start to hit my age, I'm 49 right now, and you start to think about, hang on, here we come. We need to start to actually really, really build and invest for the future so that I'm not experiencing physical decline, a lack of quality of life, cognitive decline. And I tell you something, when you get to my age or beyond, it becomes a big feature of your life. So those are the broad demographics. We had about 25% female, 75% male. That was the broad demographics of these very high achieving people. So far as survey structure, it was divided into two main sections, and the same as what I talked about before. Number one, individual performance. Number two, team performance. So let me break down that a little bit for you. Individual performance, that section asked respondents to gauge their relationship with fitness training and the performance habits, that's such as eating, sleep quality, etc., and how it impacted their performance at work. That's what we were looking for. Now, this included their current relationships so far as coaching, how they prioritize their fitness and health, some of the challenges and roadblocks that maybe impede their individual performance, their perceived levels of stress and their capacity to perform under stress, their ability to navigate change and handle adversity, and other factors surrounding and contributing to their motivation levels. So you can start to appreciate what we were looking to dig into. Really, overall, the way I'll summarize is I wanted to dig into their ability to show up and perform, as well as their capacity, their perceived capacity to adapt to shifting conditions and external forces, because that's a huge part of being a high-performing executive in any organization. The second section, the team performance section, focused on the respondents' experiences being a part of a company and a leadership team and how it would impact their work performance. Now, the topics that we dug into here was the impact of team performance on their own individual performance. So 
depending on the team conditions, what it did to them as their own performance. The perceived value and benefits of shared team experiences outside of work, we are very interested in that, engaging, and that can take on many different forms. Their views on the link between a really high-performing team and company outcomes. So in their current role or in a prior role, when they've been a part of how they perceive to be a great performance-focused team, and the link between that and business outcomes. We also wanted to consider and ask their perspective on the challenges and roadblocks that tends to impede company performance globally, current company programs that they take on or initiatives that are aimed at improving team performance, and ultimately insights around times when they were part of a great team or operating at peak. That was the really qualitative part of the survey. Very interesting. Now, once again, I want to highlight this. This group we knew generally embraced and valued the role of fitness and performance habits. So we weren't really trying to ascertain if there was a link to performance because the research on that is bountiful. We were seeking validation insights in how these people that were recipients of the methodology perceive the impacts. Okay, so what we should do is dig into the two main sections of the survey and we'll try and do two things report the results then draw the thread of aha these are the moments that we had out of those results and put them in concept in context so let's start with the individual section and i think it's worthy of starting with stress the dirty word of stress we're going to talk about demands and stress now stress is an interesting word because when you say high stress to someone, most people think of cowering and shrinking, trying to reduce stress. But in my experience, high performers understand that high stress is necessary for growth. In fact, while it's not comfortable, it is the conditions that enable growth. Now there is great stress, there is too much stress that is negative. And so I wanted to investigate this from this group of C-suite executives to see how they perceived it. The vast majority of the respondents reported high or very high levels of daily stress. Think about that. These are folks that already embrace the principles of fitness and health, and they're asked, give us your reported daily level of stress. And the vast majority were high stress or very high stress. Well, it turns out, guess what? That being a C-suite executive is not easy. In addition to that, the vast majority of respondents reported that too many competing demands or if insufficient time were their primary challenges. And that's not surprising either. Being a C-suite executive, you have a host of responsibilities in your work, let alone, of course, outside with things like family, friends, travel, and everything else. So these folks are time-starved. They have massive competing demands, and every single day they face high or very high daily stress. You might wonder when I tell you and report on those results, that doesn't sound very nice, isn't it a negative? Well, that's actually where it starts to get really interesting through my lens. Because guess what? High performance is not easy. I can't reduce demands. I'm unable to add more hours to the day. 
We can't eliminate stressful situations. And in fact, that's not the mission. Because ultimately the goal is to equip every single person to improve their capacity to meet the demands, to still be effective. And so this is where we start to dig into the survey a little bit more. 90% of the individual respondents report working with a coach. Now this is very interesting because that reflects my observation with high performers, whether it's pro athlete, whether it's C-suite. The better you become or the higher in the organization that you rise, the more likely that you are to reach out to external support and guidance. The very best people I tend to see that be able to create sustained high performance are highly coachable and almost demand external support and help. But this is where we start to get interesting around stress as well. Almost 90% of those respondents also said that they prioritize their fitness and performance habits across any given week. So on one hand, they're saying, I've got too many demands. I don't have enough time. And yet the vast majority, nine out of 10 of them still commit to scheduling their fitness, proper eating habits, sleep and downtime. And this is where things keep getting interesting because that same percentage also report, 88%, that they have great daily energy. That sounds like a paradox, yeah? I'm under daily stress and yet I have great daily energy and on top of it, a great ability to meet the demands of my role. So they're time starved, they've got too many competing demands, but they're being successful. Nine out of 10 of these 50 respondents. Now, this is where we started to pick apart the results a little bit, and things started to emerge from even greater clarity here. What we wanted to do as a part of these results is we wanted to investigate the perceptions relative to those that do decide to prioritize their fitness and performance habits and those that simply don't. Now, the majority do prioritize, 88%, but we wanted to look at that other 12% and compare the two groups. Well, it turns out really interesting and perhaps unsurprisingly that those who successfully prioritize fitness and performance habits or said another way adopt consistently the habits under the purple patch pillars of performance that we talked about before had some stunning differences in their ability to perform in the workplace four times the level of motivation and excitement for work more than twice as likely to the ability to reach their goals and significantly higher reported levels of productivity and daily energy. Whew. Well, actually, none of that is that surprising. But I ask you this, if you have a challenging set of demands and it's your aspiration to meet those demands and excel, to absolutely knock it out of the park, how could you ever, across your life, no matter who you are, deprioritize fitness and performance habits based on what we've just learned. Do you think that you're really doing everything you can to show up to your life if you're relegating sleep as a priority, proper eating habits, consistent exercise, including uh, resistance training and cardiovascular movement, in other words, endurance training? If you really want to perform, how could you ever deprioritize this? Look, we already know that fitness, strength training, habits in nutrition, proper sleep is the greatest investment that you can make in yourself for long-term health and the prevention of all major diseases. But what our survey pinpoints is the fact that these same habits play a critical role in your daily performance, 
in whatever that role is. And so simply put, you are not going to be the best version of yourself, nor perform in your role without these pillars. Critically important. But what about team? Well, let's talk about team. And what I want to do before I dig into the results here is I want to give you one of my observations. In fact, I'm going to tell you a little bit story. I'm going to talk about the Purple Patch Pro Squad. By the way, I want you to focus on that last word there, squad. More of that in a little bit. In 2007 or so to 2010, I started to coach elite athletes. And over the course of those first few years, I coached individuals. But by building my coaching approach around the purple patch four pillars that I formalized towards the end of 2008, I started to shift the mindset of both myself and the athletes themselves to say, we are not gonna be individuals, we're gonna be a team. And the way that I established that is I said, we are the Purple Patch Pro Squad. And what it means to be a member of this squad is I'm gonna set the tone with a few non-negotiables. If you wanna be a part of this program, these are things that are absolutely non-negotiable for you to adhere to. Now, these were not overly complicated. The first is I wanted every athlete to attend the pro training camps. I also wanted them to adhere to some basic habits. We call that nail the basics. Those are all derived from the four pillars, very simple. You're gonna sleep more than nine hours. You're gonna go easy on the easy training days. You're gonna consume calories after every workout. Computed, uh, components that were incredibly simple, easy to action, but we could rally around. And then I also wanted every athlete to be really good and adhere to consistent check-ins where you could get that big picture view and assessment of where we're at so that we could stay aligned in the cycle of the performance journey. And these were non-negotiable. These became the rallying call. These established what it meant to be a Purple Patch Pro. And what I actually did there is I was setting the conditions for an effective team. Because in the most individual of sport, with athletes that were at different levels, different stages of development, different goals, what we had is clarity. And by building a squad in an individual team sport, we started to establish a sense of belonging, an appreciation of what it meant, a little bit, to be honest, of an us against them mentality that can be all powerful. But we also set up the conditions that the athletes could have a good sense of accountability, support for each other. And this impact was critical for the next decade plus of success. And the reason that I think that that's the case is that by adopting a team mindset with those conditions, it absolutely drove individual success. Each of the individuals got better results because of it. But... The impact was bi-directional because each of the individuals actually contributed to what I would label a performance culture. There started to exist a flywheel effect, how things are done, what it means to be a purple patch pro, habits were created, support, accountability, and it became bigger than myself. I could actually come back and actually retreat from some of the nitty gritty and enable the athletes themselves to actually own that culture. 
And of course, what occurred with that is that when we had a newcomer come into the squad, they were fast-tracked because they quickly adopted habits because of the culture we created and they too enjoyed quicker success. We also had an incredibly powerful retention. I'll never forget a couple of athletes saying to me, well, it's not even whether I like you or not, I can't leave. And the reason that they would say that is because what they observed, whenever an athlete decided to leave and go it alone, their performance suffered. And it wasn't because I had pixie dust, but what they were leaving was a performance culture with support, accountability, and all of the benefits that come out of team, even though they were chasing individual results. So this ultimately though, and as these pro athletes were our most influential and aspirational component of the overall ecosystem at Purple Patch, they also ended up setting the tone for all of the other Purple Patch athletes. We had a performance imprint across all of the Purple Patch athlete population, athlete, time-starved and beyond. And we started to create a huge flywheel effect. Yet it turns out that team drove results despite it being an individual result. Well, it turns out that our C-suite executives and our founders report very similar insights in their organizations and their own personal experiences. So let's dig into what they observed in their perceptions as it relates to team and our performance survey. Here are a few key points that I think are worthy of consideration, okay? More than 80% of the respondents experience individuals achieving more and more and going above and beyond when they are a part of a highly effective team. So eight out of 10 of these respondents say, yes, it drives individual success. Very similar to our pro story, great. That's fantastic. And that's not surprising because in any endeavor, we seldom excel when we're tackling the challenge on an island. When we build a team approach, it always is gasoline on the performance fire. And ultimately, effective teams do tend to drive individual performance habits and behaviors. It's just a known fact. All of the research, all the empirical research shows that. And though it's uh, complex, the conditions of effective teams tend to be based on a few key elements here. When we talk about an effective team, I believe at the bedrock of this, the foundation of a great team is trust a belief that everyone who is a participant or member of that team is engaged in, the be in what's best for the team and prioritizes results and actions for the benefit of that team over their own individual success. And when you do that, you actually get more individual success. The second component is a key alignment and commitment on a shared purpose. Without clarity and alignment on focus and priority, and then the team cannot be effective because conflict is gonna occur. Although with that, a third element is that a great team has an environment where all team members are confident speaking up, are actually offering, are able to offer their opinions and perspectives without fear or risk of retribution. And ultimately, as we talked about with the Purple Patch team, we think about a strong system of support and accountability because this is really key to help people adhere to the actions that they have committed to. And I'm gonna add one more to this that I think is important. And this one might surprise you a little bit. An absolute will to win. 
a desire to win. Let's not be shy of chasing results. Okay, now these results are fueled by the foundations of trust and purpose and commitment and support and accountability. But you've got to be addicted to results. You've got to love that feeling. That is what it really drives success. And that's the important X factor, I think, in any great team. So when we bring this back to the survey here, I think this is the point where insights became really compelling and more interesting. Because it's not rocket science to say, hey, as a part of a really effective team, that's going to drive individual results. But just like the Purple Patch Pro Squad, our survey respondents believe the positive direction is also bi-directional. 75% said that an effective team helps in various areas. Okay, 75%, three quarters of the respondents said it improved the ability for organizations to handle challenges, setbacks, including things like pandemics and market forces. Really, really important. So there is a greater capacity to withstand setbacks, challenges, adversity. And guess what? In any performance arena, the linear line to performance is never that. It's always going to include those setbacks and adversity. So that's a key component. Secondly, 75% of the respondents felt like the culture of a team importantly set the tone for the performance culture that extends across the organization. So when you're talking about these executives as a part of a leadership team, when you actually make that effective, it does have a knock-on effect in the tone and the culture of how the broader organization operates and ultimately performs. And these are executives at $1 billion cap companies or more, so really important. The third element that they highlighted is 75% said effective team fosters improved motivation and acts as a key retention tool in top talent. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Just as we talked about, with the Purple Patch Pro Squad. So ultimately, team is important and drives outcomes, at least according to our C-suite survey respondents. The question to this is why? And the results of, our, the, results of the survey highlight even more interest here. Our respondents told us that being part of a great team enabled a few elements. Number one, massive improvements in understanding of other teammates and therefore an increase in trust and accountability. Well, we talked about trust and accountability as key components of an effective team. So being a part of a team where you built that and fostered it, it becomes a flywheel effect. They also observed significant improvements in collaboration on key projects and goals. Well, that's great because across any organization, if you're not a great team, everyone might be really skilled in their role. But if you're not collaborating, you're not going to get exponential performance. And thirdly, they said being a part of a great team fostered a greater sense of reward for efforts and a retention of that key talent. So in other words, tremendously important, but also important even more so in today's corporate climate, which is very strange if you want to just say one small piece of it. So I wanted to, at this point, pop in one of the qualitative sample quotes from a response around team and the impact of the broader part of the company. So I'll leave this anonymous, but this is a C-suite executive as a part of a major organization. When our leadership team feels secure, motivated, and excited 
it really bold start really ripples through the rest of the organization and you can almost immediately see the change in the demeanor of the team and the results that that team produces hmm all right so what do i see with this well every company every organization needs its most influential employees to be firing on all cylinders and capable of meeting the high and shifting demands of a dynamic environment in corporate history. And the goal of any performance program must be to create a unified, adaptable, resilient, and highly effective team. Now, we talk about team quite a bit, but I want to come back to that Purple Patch Pro squad because every organization has a team. It's your leadership team. It's your executive team, whatever it might be. But I ask you this and I think about it. Something else happens when you start to develop the elements of great effectiveness. And it's then that you start to become a squad. I'm going to borrow that phrase from Purple Patch, the Purple Patch Pro Squad, where to be a part of our program had meaning develop pride, where they had a connection to the methodology, a connection to the other Purple Patch athletes, where they raced not just for themselves, but for each other. Even though they were competitors, they drove each other on to greater success. And it was the reason that I think we created multiple world champions, more than 400 wins and victories in professional races. And the average life expectancy of our coaching relationships were very different than the norm. The typical elite coach and athlete work with each other for somewhere around 18 months to two years. The average with a coach-athlete relationship at Purple Patch, more than six years. That's really compelling. I also think it's why at the heart of it, we had absolutely parallel equal success with our male athletes and female athletes, very rare. Most coaches in my position tend to be designated as a guy's coach or a women's coach. But we had the squad. And so if you're a leader listening to this, do you have a team that's disparate, just members on a seat? Or have you developed the conditions and invested to create a squad? That is how you get exponential results in any arena in life. Because when you do that, a virtuous circle starts to occur. Individual members, the individual leaders experience sustainable performance and it raises the output of the team and it spurs everyone on to drive to new levels. But also it becomes the foundation for a broader culture of high performance that ultimately unlocks the potential of your organization and you can reach new heights. Now you might think, hang on, who's this guy talking here? Who's this coach from the east side of London trying to educate me on corporate performance? That ain't his role. But I promise you, these concepts are what we have consistently observed in action, individually with C-suite executives and across teams, especially the Purple Patch Pro team over the last 15 years. And so I'm not sitting here claiming to be a business executive coach, but what I do drive is performance to the highest level. Now I'm going to highlight with a tiny example here. In the survey, we asked respondents of their perspective in engaging in team building and effective practices outside of their normal workplaces. 
And almost universally, the C-suite executives that responded strongly endorsed such activities. So doing something outside of the regular workplace together as a team. Now, at one end of these types of activities, you've got the more industrial leadership programs, consulting with team effectiveness, and many of those are helping in educating and actioning around communication, team effectiveness, building a positive relationship with stress, etc. And on the other end of the continuum, you've got more immersive experience, such as outward bounds events, ropes courses, and things like that. And they both have their role. But at Purple Patch, we actually have a unique program here that sits right in the middle of the continuum that drives behavior change and is an embedded immersive experience that fosters a more effective team outcome and we see this in action actually on a year-to-year and regular basis in the purple patch ecosystem i'm going to give you a really small micro example of this Many of you guys might know that we lead regular training camps. A lot of these training camps bring in these types of folks that were respondents in this survey. And what we do is they bring a group of attendees together, typically about a week, and we say, this is gonna be challenging. And we do, we stretch each individual to close to their greatest capacity, sometimes beyond what they believe that they can do. But we do it over the course of that training camp by making it a team experience. And what we observe over every single camp we've ever done, and we have done many of them now, is over the course of the camp, we start to see the development of the elements that our respondents talk about. Understanding, trust, support, accountability, a shared purpose, great reward, individual and collective performance. We've never had anyone fail. We've always had people leave feeling like they've achieved and great pride in that. Now that all occurs in an immersive experience for a week. But just imagine now what would happen if your team engaged in those types of immersive practices in parallel to the work demands over the course of a year. And so I bring you the results of this survey today because I think those insights are valuable and interesting for your own performance journey. But I also bring this today to, in some ways, right or wrong, or at least break a myth. Because I see a very common perception out there that in order to have a high-performing executive team or organization that's going to drive to results, you can't feel collectively great as a group. In fact, high performance just emerges from tough work, toughness and hard work. And you cannot expect to achieve optimal results if you're wasting time, ladies and gentlemen, on individual and collective well-being. Well, guess what? I see something different consistently, individually and across teams. There is a more powerful truth to this. And that's a simple fact that the best performance emerges directly from a focus on personal well-being. If you get that part right, and then whatever arena you are chasing, you are going to get the results. And so I don't believe that a focus on fitness or personal well-being should be an afterthought. It shouldn't be viewed as some corporate perk. It shouldn't be focused on if there's just any time left over. Because it is a direct performance enhancer for individuals, teams, and ultimately whole organizations. Bluntly put, 
It is a means to an end for better results. Yes, folks, you are as a leader actually equipped to help individuals invest in their future selves. But also by doing so, you get benefits for the organizations for that investment. Now, you might think that I sound a little opinionated, maybe even a little bit cocky up here on my soapbox. And I've got to admit that sometimes I get a little bit like that. But I will say that I do have history of being subtly contrarian. Because more than 15 years ago, I stood up on that same old wooden soapbox and I shouted and yelled at the endurance world. And the message that I sent was that world-class performance emerges when athletes embrace proper recovery and sleep, as well as a few other habits. And guess what I got for those yelling and shouting? I was abused. I was told that I was a quack, a snake oil salesman. Well, how things change. Does anyone question the impact and importance of sleep and rejuvenation nowadays? Look, I wanna help people and teams get better. I've enjoyed doing it for 15 years and I have observed consistent patterns. Peer-reviewed research backs up those observations. But as you heard today, 50 of the highest performing executives across major organizations endorse and report those very same beliefs and insights. Prioritize your fitness, build habits of performance and strategies of effectiveness, align as a team, no, align and become a squad and develop a performance culture. That is a path to performance in any arena in life. Folks, thank you very much. I'll see you next time. Guys, thanks so much for joining and thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the new format. You can never miss an episode by simply subscribing. Head to the Purple Patch channel of YouTube and you will find it there and you could subscribe. Of course, I'd like to ask you if you will subscribe, also share it with your friends and it's really helpful if you leave a nice positive review in the comments. Now, any questions that you have, let me know. Feel free to add a comment and I will try my best to respond and support you on your performance journey. And in fact, as we commence this video podcast experience, if you have any feedback at all, as mentioned earlier in the show, we would love your help in helping us to improve. Simply email us at info at purplepatchfitness.com or leave it in the comments of the show at the Purple Patch page and we will get you dialed in. We'd love constructive feedback. We are in a growth mindset, as we like to call it. And so feel free to share with your friends. But as I said, let's build this together. Let's make it something special. It's really fun. We're really trying hard to make it a special experience. And we want to welcome you into the Purple Patch community. With that, I hope you have a great week. Stay healthy, have fun, keep smiling, doing whatever you do. Take care.